Hey everyone, Lisa here, your wellness and well-being coach at lisampeppy.com or awellbeingawakening.com. And this is another episode of my health freedom series video tips. And as always, anything in this video is my opinion or mostly my opinion <laughs> and experiences that have happened to me and just information that I am sharing. It is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or condition you may or may not have. Now that we got that out of the way, um, today's topic is going to be ethical medical protocols and just some medical protocol issues in general. Um, I know that nowadays, you know, there are many hospitals out there that are owned by corporations and different companies, and they've all kind of consolidated. A lot of the old mom and pop uh, shop type of doctor's offices are gone. There's still a few out there, I'm sure, but I think uh, they're mostly in the natural health realm, so you might have to look a little bit further to find them. But anyway, the ones that are owned by the corporations, I'm noticing are mostly concerned with their bottom line. Okay. And uh, yes, patient care is in there, but I don't think it's in there the way it used to be. So this is just kind of a heads up warning for everyone to be on the lookout because this type of corporate doctor relationship has kind of made it really difficult for healthcare professionals in general that are working for these corporations um, to do their job properly or to give the care to patients that they used to. Um, they're usually told what protocols to use. They're told when to use them. They're told how to use them and uh, as well, you know, as how to administer them. And sometimes this can be very detrimental to the person being treated because it's not one size fits all, especially with medications. And we've learned that many times in the past, or at least I have. I mean, if anybody's ever had a reaction to a medication or anything, they know that, you know, hey, it's not one size fits all because you might be able to take penicillin, but I can't. And there was a big push for this back when I was a kid. And I remember, you know, I reacted to it at least once, maybe twice. Uh, one of the times I do remember, but I was really little and I reacted really bad to it. So uh, it's on my list of medications not to take, right? Uh, well, if you go in the hospital and they don't have your list, you might be out of luck. You might just be getting the protocol that they give you. And hopefully you're awake enough to tell them the things that you're sensitive to. But if not, I really suggest that you get an advocate, somebody in your family, a close friend, anybody that can come to be by your side or speak to the doctor on your behalf when you are ill or you have an emergency, especially if you are knocked out and you can't speak, okay? Because, you know, you never know, you know, you don't know what they're going to give you. And I've had a few bad experiences myself. So um, also the way they're taught, I guess, to treat patients is kind of like, you know, I guess if you see these symptoms, you go here. If you see these symptoms, you go over there, you look at this, you look at that. And yeah, there are some protocols that give them some leeway. Um, but a lot of times, because they're so used to just following the protocol, um, you might get a misdiagnosis or even mistreatment. So I also suggest getting a second opinion, please. Mark my words, you will thank me later, okay? So if you are coherent enough to do this, please advocate for yourself, have someone else do it, 
or at the very least, you know, make sure you go around with, the, you know, a bracelet that tells your allergies or your sensitivities or whatever you have to do uh, to make sure that uh, the doctor will know, especially if it's a doctor you're not used to dealing with. How many times do you go to a new doctor or a specialist or you go into the hospital? Maybe you're in there on an emergency and you're knocked out, right? You can't speak. So you're going to have to have something that's going to tell them um, at least the medications that you know of that you're sensitive to. And also, as I said before, not everyone's the same. Their body chemistry is always different and we all react to things in a different way. So, you know, I don't know where all of a sudden we've decided that, you know, in the health industry and all the medical doctors are gonna say that, here's the protocol that we give to everyone that has this condition um, okay, well, what if somebody has a reaction to it? Oh, we don't care about them because we're going forward with it anyway. And this is what we have. This is all we have to work with. And this is all we're allowing. That's not right. Back in the old days, you know, we used to be able to talk to our doctor. They used to be able to try different things, whatever happened to right to try or not to try. You know, there are things in there that, you know, we really have to take a, a, a look at, you know, you can't just blindly trust especially doctors that have like a corporate um, bottom line to meet, okay? Or they have a CEO that's not even a doctor that's telling them what to do and how to do it, right? I mean, how can you trust that, okay? So, you know, one person, if they're not going to do well with the treatment, of course, they're going to change it, but hopefully they don't find out too late. You know, I actually know of several people that have been injured recently by different medications and medical procedures and protocols. Uh, how many malpractice suits have you heard of over the years? Uh, well, right now, I know of at least two uh, personal friends and friends of friends that I know that are actually uh, in the middle of uh, suing their doctor or the hospital doctor. Uh, there's a lot going on in that arena. So you can't just blindly trust. Okay, hopefully you have a good doctor that you can talk to that's open minded. Um, but any doctor nowadays that tries to bully or push you into any procedure, I would say get rid of them. I would say go get, find another doctor. You know, that's how I work because I'm like, no, I need to do what's best for me and for my body. And, you know, like I said, whatever your choices are, you know, this series is about health freedom. And this is also health freedom, being able to partake in the decision making with your doctor on what medications you're going to try and which ones you're not going to try. Okay. Because like I said, not, not one thing is not, you know, not always the best for every single person on this earth. And the fact that we have people out there thinking that it is, to me is pure insanity. But you know, hey, who am I to say again, this is all just my opinion, but you know, take it or leave it. <laughs> I just know from experience, you know, um, it's just very important for, you know, doctors to be able to ask patient you know, the patient certain things if the patient's coherent and the patient needs to ask the doctor certain things if the patient's coherent. But again, if you're not, get yourself an advocate that can be by your side because you might not like the protocols that are going to be doled out to you and they might actually be harmful. You just don't know. Um, it happens all the time. Um, so make sure that somebody's at least asking for you. Okay. And also, if it's hit or miss and, you know, a sensitivity could be unknown and uh, the sensitivity does arise, hopefully the doctor will be proactive and fast 
to get you off one medication and try something different. I know that when we're in an outpatient setting, we can try it and do trial and error ourselves at home, but that's not always, you know, the case when you're in the hospital in an emergency. Okay. Um, you have to keep a good doctor patient um, relationship. And unfortunately, a lot of the doctors in the hospital have, uh, have just closed their eyes. They, they're not open-minded at all anymore. You know, they don't really go, you know, outside the box. They don't go above and beyond. They don't even give you informed consent over what they're going to be doing to you. Yes, they might tell you what it is, but do they really explain the possible side effects? Do they really, you know, tell you that, you know, here's, you know, what could happen? Here's what might happen. I hope they do. Um, but in cases that I'm reviewing and seeing, and um, some of them, like I said, are friends and friends of friends, I'm noticing that they're not getting treated like that. They're actually being told, this is what you get. This is our protocol and too bad on everything else. People are being denied certain things that even their doctor prescribed for them when they get rushed into the hospital and the hospital say, we don't do that. What? Well, call my doctor in here and, you know, hopefully if they're affiliated with the hospital, they can tell you what they want to do for me. They know me, you don't. And it's really just a lot of weirdness right now, but it already started years ago. I was friends with one, one of my doctors and, you know, he got out of it a long time ago, not just because of the paperwork and a lot of the insurance red tape, but he also got out of it because of the corporations taking over the practices and telling the doctors what to do and how to do it. And a lot of the doctors didn't like it. So they got out of the profession or some of them just went, you know, into holistic care, naturopaths. They went down a different, you know, path. So that's good, right? There's still a lot of, of doctors out there that were MDs and now they're naturopaths or other holistic, they're in the holistic practitioner realm that you can still get a hold of. And uh, they're really good out there because they do listen. Um, so, you know, like I said in the beginning, this is about health freedom, your freedom to choose, your freedom to advocate for yourself, your freedom to discuss with a doctor what is best for you and what you might not want to do. Okay. And any doctor that tries to force you, like I said, run. <laughs> okay. Um, I've been in a few medication situations, I like to say that could have harmed me in the past. So I am definitely an eyewitness to this. I mean, I was in the hospital one time after back surgery, and I requested that nothing be put into my IV until I was fully awake and able to speak and take my own pain medication. And a nurse didn't listen. So in the recovery room, she put something in my IV. And I felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest, I couldn't breathe. I uh, had to have the crash cart come in when I was starting to wake up, I was complaining that I couldn't breathe. And then my chest was tight. And the doctor came in and said, What did you give her? She goes, Oh, I gave her a half a cc of I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I was half delirious and it was many years ago. But the doctor said you gave her a half a cc too much. And I specifically told them not to give me anything until I woke up. Anesthesia has a numbing effect. I would have still been numb, at least for a little bit, right? Well, no, they didn't even listen to my, you know, my request. Or they didn't write it down or whatever happened. I don't care at this point. But if she would have given me more, she could have done some damage. And, you know, I personally double and triple check with everything that someone's giving me. I want to know the ingredients. I want to know, you know, what it is. A lot of medications I know because I do so much research. 
Um, but you know, I want to know, you know, what are the side effects? What, what are the possibilities? And, you know, is this going to work? And I, I look into it. A lot of people don't, and I understand a lot of people don't want to, they just want to blindly trust. And that's fine if that's your choice, but I'm just giving you the heads up that sometimes, and especially nowadays, I don't think it's a good idea. I think you need to ask questions and double, triple check on things. Okay. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions either because it's your body and it should be your choice. And these doctors really need to practice, you know, ethical protocols and not just a protocol that the corporation is telling them to use because they're getting more money or they're getting kickbacks or whatever it is, or they, you know, they don't want to use the old protocol because the new protocols, like I said, probably, you know, are more expensive. They can get more money for it. There's a lot of that going on. You may not want to believe it. Don't be naive. Trust me. You know, it's just not what it used to be, you know. Um, so always advocate for yourself or have someone else do it for you. Okay. So I survived that back surgery. And then after I got back to my room, you know, the anesthesia started wearing off and I asked them for my medication and they said, well, we have this and this. I said, isn't that what you just put into my IV upstairs? And they were like, yes. I said, you're going to give me more of that. She goes, oh, we'll get you something else. And then they come in the room with this big needle that they're going to stick in my butt. And I said, no, I just want my pain pills that I took before my surgery. And they said, well, we don't have them in our pharmacy. And I said, they're old. They've been around for 30, 40 years. You know, can I please just take these? They refused the whole time. So, hey, I had them snuck in. My mom snuck them in for me. And I was like, thank you. And I was fine. Okay. And I did tell the doctor and nurse that I did that. And they were like, okay, what can we do? Right. So at least they didn't take them away from me. But I had to advocate for myself, you know, and I was in pain, but I was like, you know, no, you're not shooting me with more of whatever it was that, you know, caused me to feel like an elephant was sitting on my chest, you know, and sometimes these protocols I've got to wonder about because some of these medications that they give you when you go in the hospital, they kind of can make things worse depending on your situation. And, you know, you don't want to be knocked out before the doctor comes in, if, if at all possible, no matter how much pain you're in, you want to be able to speak to the doctor. Okay. I've learned that one the hard way too. Um, but anyway, like I said, I survived that one, but in another situation, which is what I was just talking about. Um, I was uh, actually in the hospital for some dizziness and I forget why I think my blood pressure was going up and down kind of crazy when I was going through my hormone hell. And I went into the hospital and I'm sitting there in the waiting room and they immediately stick an IV in me. And I'm like, okay. And I get this thing hanging out of my arm. There's no drip bag, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, they did a few little tests. They asked some questions, whatever. I was coherent. I was calm, waiting for the doctor. The nurse comes over with this needle to stick something, medication in the dangling tubes I had out of my arm. And I'm going, what's that? And she says, oh, this is Ativan. I said, why are you going to give me Ativan? And I happened to know what Ativan was because uh, my doctor had tried to prescribe it um, to me for some anxiety uh, a few years before that. And uh, the, the nurse said to me, she goes, oh, well, we, this is protocol. We give this to everyone. I said, well, how do you know how much to give me? She goes, oh, we go by weight. I said, you go by weight? I said, but what if I'm sensitive to medications? And she goes, well, this is just protocol. I said, look, I know what Ativan is and I know that the last time I tried it, I had a half a milligram and I was like out like a light and I was 
totally groggy for like two days. I said, and you're trying to give me two milligrams straight into my IV. I said, are you trying to knock me out or put me into a coma before I even get to speak to the doctor? And she's like, oh, well, you know, it's just protocol. I said, screw your protocol. I'm talking about my body. So you were going to just inject that into me without even asking me. So these are the things they do. So twice, <laughs> twice a nurse tried to inject me something. The first one succeeded. The second one didn't, you know, something that I was sensitive to. And like I said, these things happen. I have a friend who's going through something similar right now. And, and you know, they've got a malpractice suit out. You know, they didn't ask the, the patient's advocate. And, um, you know, they, the family tried to tell them. There are people in the hospital right now that are trying to get proper treatment for their family member and trying to tell them, hey, my family member can't have that because of these reasons. Can we try something else? And the doctors are refusing. This is utterly ridiculous anymore. You know, it's crazy. You know, and uh, like I said, you know, when I was going through it, you know, that particular time in the hospital, she didn't get to stick that in my arm. And I was awake to talk to the doctor. And I even told him and he said, well, I don't even know why she would give that to you because, you know, you're very calm and Ativan calms you down. It's an anti like anxiety medication. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't need it. So anyway, <laughs> when you're in the hospital, or you're even in a doctor's office situation, you know, it's up to you to tell them what you've reacted to in the past. And it's up to you to speak up about things that you want to know, ask questions, you know, and, you know, if he says something you're not quite sure about, ask him to elaborate on it. Okay. Get the ingredients and side effects to things, you know, if you can, that's another thing nowadays, all of a sudden, everything that's out, they don't have to give you any information on it, or they give you as little as possible to try to coerce you into something. And I don't agree with that. I can't. And, and, I don't care what the circumstance is. It's never going to be one size fits all. It's never going to 100% help or cure any situation. We are in a sick care system and I get it. They can help people with medicine. However, there are certain medicines that are actually harmful and you have to be careful and you have to really know what you're doing. And if they're telling them to give the same thing to everyone, I can't see how that can be good. And you have to also understand, you know, they're willing to risk people's lives to trial or try a medication. Now we have right to try laws in this country, but I've also noticed that the right to try laws are good for the pharmaceutical companies, but not always good for the patient because the patient will say, well, I heard about this drug or this particular thing and they'll be denied that. Or like me, I had a prescription from my doctor and they denied me taking the prescription that I was already taking before I went into the hospital. And yet they'll force something else down your throat that is experimental or perhaps it's new and it's kind of, you know, in a uh, fresh out of the trial phase or maybe not. Maybe it's still in a trial and we just don't know it. And they'll tell you, well, you have the right to try this one but you don't have the right to try something that's already been out there, has been proven safe in the correct dosages. Um, and also be careful when you're reading different reports on things, see the dosage, what was the circumstance? What was the patient? You know, what happened? There's a lot of details, but just know yourself and know that, you know, hey, I have the right to try, I wanna try this. And like I said, especially if it's something that your doctor already prescribed you, 
you know, if, if that's the case, you go into a hospital and they won't give it to you, see if they can call your doctor and get your doctor in there. I don't care if they're affiliated with the hospital or not. You know, this is nonsense. You know, we got to get, we got to get back to real health freedom and, uh, you know, patient and doctor, you know, uh, you know, relationships and being able to, you know, help advocate for ourselves and, and advocate for our family and, you know, try to get the right treatments for the right people. You know, like I said, um, you know, even if you can't find somebody to advocate, carry, you know, a laminated card in your purse or your, if you're a guy, put it in your wallet, at least so they know the things that you're allergic or sensitive to. It really can be helpful. There's bracelet ID tags you can use um, that list your allergies if you would like to, if that's a bad reaction. Um, you can also include the phone number of a person who can advocate for you, you know, um, even though the healthcare professional, they may still try to push a protocol, um, but it's up to you to decide what's best for you and your loved one. You know, there is no law saying that they, you know, have to push something on you. You still have rights. You still have health freedom in this country and you can choose, you know, and like I said, you know, if, you know, I have an allergy to penicillin and they're trying to push penicillin on me. I'm not only going to tell them, no, I'm probably going to get pretty angry about it if they try to give it to me or if they end up sneaking it in my IV and I have a bad allergic reaction to it and hopefully it won't kill me, right? It's crazy what's going on right now in other things. And you kind of can read between the lines and what I'm talking about here, but you know, health freedom is health freedom and it goes both ways. You know, it's not just health freedom for you know, the pharmaceutical companies and the doctors to have carte blanche and give you whatever they want, even if it's a trial or, you know, if it's just a new medication, you know, or it's not even approved yet, or maybe it's, you know, in the process of, you know, but it's not okay for you to request something that you've already taken before, something your doctor prescribed or something. Maybe it, maybe it is new, um, but it's working on a lot of people that, you know, you know, come on, you know, you've, you got to wake up to this stuff. This is craziness. You know, like I said, bottom lines are important these days, but they can't, they can't be more than more important than the patient. And I'm afraid that they have become just that. And it worries me. So I'm doing this particular health freedom series episode on this because I just want to get this out there and let you know that I'm sure you can think of either yourself, somebody, you know, who has had a bad experience with a medication or something that you've taken and uh, you just want to make sure that goes on your list and that, that the doctors always know that you cannot have that. And, um, and there's a lot of medications out there that actually have a lot of side effects that can be very harmful. And, uh, you know, for one person, it might not affect them. The other person, they might end up with all the side effects. It's really crazy. So, you know, medicines are meant to help and treat, but at the same time, you know, I really think, you know, if you can prevent things, that's always the best. Um, if you can do proactive and preventative maintenance, that's better than going in on the emergency side and having to go through all of the craziness that they'll put you through. Okay. Um, you know, some of the guidelines they're putting out there, I think it's harming more people um, than they're letting on to. And that always happens with new medications. How many times has a drug been pulled after years of being on the market, because finally enough people complained that they were having side effects and they were being injured. Come on. You know, all you have to do is look at the past history to know this is going on. Don't be blind. It's out there. You know, like I said, hopefully that's not you and your doctor is a good doctor, but 
I know too many that have had problems. Okay. So, you know, you can't, you know, you can't let a doctor just say, oh yeah, yeah. We're just going to follow the same protocol. Yeah. Not, yeah. No, no problem. We got that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, yeah, you can do that, but you better hope and pray that you don't have a bad side effect to whatever it is they're giving you because nine times out of 10, every medication has side effects. It just depends on how bad they are and which ones are going to hit you and which ones aren't. So just know that as well. You know, you're not going to get out of taking medication. Like you're not going to get by. If you take a medication, you're not going to be side effect free. Let's put it that way. Right. And the side effects might not even hit till way down the line. So you should always have the freedom to choose, especially if you're awake and coherent to do so. Okay. Um, you know, during this whole C-19 crisis, you know, I, hospitals were diagnosing patients with, um, with the disorder, dis-ease as much as possible with or without accurate testing. And I won't get into the details of that, but, you know, when they tell a patient that they assume that they have C-19 and the patient says, well, can I have another test? Like, you know, I don't know, they were asking for flu tests. They were asking for it's called a spittum test, I think, where you spit so they can tell if your pneumonia is bacterial or viral. They were being denied. And these are normal protocols that doctors and hospitals have been doing for years for flus and colds and pneumonia. They refused to treat the patients with anything. They sent them home, as a matter of fact, with no treatment whatsoever, even for their symptoms. I mean, that just complete craziness, you know? Thank God we did have a few doctors out there that were actually treating their patients with, you know, different medications that were already out there, you know, that were proven to help pneumonia and help breathing problems and help, you know, all of the, you know, flu symptoms and, and all of that. Thank goodness, you know, but, you know, when they, when they decide that, you know, there is no protocol and they, they assume that you have this thing, which you might not have, because a lot of times they didn't test and a lot of times the tests that they used were inaccurate. And don't tell me they weren't because the FDA is actually pulling them at the end of 2021 and they are coming out with a new test. And they're also saying that you better test for the influenza as well as C-19. You have to read, you have to go to these websites. It's hard to do. I get it. Well, then get on alternate media channels. You know, there's a lot of things out there other than Facebook and Google. Um, although, you know, Facebook and Twitter are some allowing some people like myself to continue to post. Um, but I really, you know, think that a lot of people need to find alternative social media sites. Um, I'm not saying every one of them are great, but if you can pull some information from this one, that one, that one, or at least what I like to do is go to the actual doctor's website and read up or the actual agency's website, always go direct. It works so much better. And then that way you're directly on the government website. You're on the agency website, but you have to dig. You just can't go on the front page. You have to dig <laughs> and they've been changing a lot of things. So, uh, but anyway, you know, if you don't want to do all that, I understand, but at the same time, you know, I'm giving you my opinion, take it or leave it, but just protect yourself any way you can, because you just can't be too sure when you go into a hospital, you know, what they're after. Are they after the bottom line or are they after, you know, successfully treating patients? Cause sometimes I have to wonder with everything that's been going on to be honest with you. So, um, you know, there's also a really good study um, about, you know, some of the drugs that they've been given, you know, um, I guess it was a, 
one of the drugs is an emergency use authorized treatment for C19, um, and its uh, initials are RSV, and it has so many side effects that um, it actually was discontinued in two trials a few years prior. So you can look that up on the NIH website, (laughs) and uh, it's called the C19 side effects chart. And actually on that chart is another medication, IVR, that's getting bad rap in the press and in the news. Um, But it's actually on the NIH approval of emergency use um, medications for C19. Only the RSV has not been approved by the FDA. Not that that matters anymore. We'll get into that on another show. Um, But the IVR is totally approved and has been used for, I don't know, 50, 60 years, whatever it is, successfully in other instances. And there are studies out now showing that it's also being used successfully in C19 and the NIH approves it. So if your doctor tells you that there's only one medication they can give you, don't believe them. You better tell them to go reread the NIH chart and there's other medications on there, you know, other than RSV which actually shuts down the kidneys, causes the lungs to fill up with fluid and can be very harmful to people uh, who already have kidney problems, number one, uh, but have you know other issues and uh, it can actually affect your kidneys and your other organs. So, you know, you need to know what they're giving you just because they say, you know, hey, we're gonna give you this, this is protocol, doesn't mean it's good or doesn't mean it's right for you, I should say. You know, you just don't know um, because some medications can create like secondary Uh, conditions that actually are worse than the original thing you went in for. So we have to really uh, try to advocate for ourselves and figure these things out. I know it's complicated, but just trust me when I say this, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, mouthing off about things and I get it. I I mouth off too, right? I've got my opinion, but you know, these people that really put other people down for trying things that work for them, you know, this kind of reminds me of like the whole vitamins and supplements and all that when they try to really just diss those. And they were, you know, telling everybody, oh, vitamins don't work and you know everything, you know, it's like, if somebody tries something and it works, let them do it. If somebody tries something and it doesn't work, don't force them to do it. Health freedom. <laughs> this is health freedom. Also, Doctors, please practice ethical protocols. If you know you're giving a patient something that could harm them, let them know what the side effects could be. Informed consent. And if they refuse, don't try to force it on them. You know, and if, you know, they have another thing that they've heard of, don't don't talk down to them. Treat them respectfully and and explain things to them. And if their doctor gives a prescription for something, maybe talk to their doctor and try to honor that prescription. I mean, how hard is this people? I don't get it. I really just don't. So, you know, if you're enforcing any of these protocols um, that harm people, I mean, God help you and, and please, you know, try to do the right thing, turn it around. You know, if you see something that's hurting someone, stop doing it, right? And uh, you know, if the person can't take it, they can't take it. Don't force them to have it, okay? Because this can put patients in very precarious situations. And I just think during the whole C-19 debacle, um, many of them were like put on like these ventilators that 
it might not have even been needed. And there's a lot of doctors and nurses coming forward now, especially the ones that are getting let go because they won't, you know, take a certain procedure, you know, which is still in the trial phase, whether you believe it or not, go look it up. Okay. I think it's at least till 2023. Um, so anyway, you know, not everybody's going to be able to, to take that medication. They're just not, you know, um, you know, there's other medications out there that we've used for these symptoms. You know, there's other medications for pneumonias and lung infections and, you know, COPD and there's, there's other medications out there. We can try them, you know, they're, and actually they're approved. Most of the medications, you know, for all of these things have already been approved. You know, the new medications, you should never force somebody to take a new medication that has not been approved, but worse yet, even if it was semi-approved, if it's still like early and new, you know, that we don't know a lot about it. Um, you should never force somebody to take that. I'm sorry, but that's, you know, that's not health and medical freedom. Um, you know, and even if doctors and nurses follow it and uh, it wasn't best for the, the, the patient and they know that it might not be good for the patient, you know, how's that ethical? You know, I, I think it's malpractice and I know two people that have malpractice suits right now and many more and class action lawsuits against the doctors and nurses and the, the protocols that they're giving out to patients that have harmed pe people. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta dig. They're not always just going to be forthright and tell you that they have lawsuits against them. The pharmaceuticals aren't forthright. Sometimes the news will leak out that they have a lawsuit against them and, and that they lost. And, you know, even though we can't sue them, per se, I think there's some loopholes and you can go through the government to go sue them. And uh, they, you know, they've lost and people have won. So, you know, always do your research, always try to know your body and have something on hand that tells the doctor what you're willing to try and not try and what you're allergic to or sensitive to. Um, and always listen to all sides of the story and also find a doctor that's open-minded and, and listens to all sides of stories and also is updated and reads the updated and redacted um, stories because a lot of the stuff that went into the medical journals in 2020 actually got redacted or changed or updated or tweaked because they were not correct. Um, and this goes both ways, whatever, you know, whatever your opinion is, you know, it's on both, both sides of the aisle and both different opinions a lot of things were changed. So if your doctor's not keeping up on that and doesn't know the latest and greatest, um, and it, like I said, if they refuse you something, um, especially medication that's been out for a long time, you can just go to the, uh, I think you can just go to the NIH website or whatever and just see if it's approved for that. And, you know, hopefully it'll still be up. If not, then you're going to have to find somebody who does this research so you can go look. Um, and like I said, just try to find some alternative, you know, places to find your information. And uh, hopefully you'll have knowledge and you can be more empowered and uh, you can know what you're talking about. And like I said, I know we're not medical experts, but at the very least, you can like keep your eyes open, you know, you know, a little suspicious if a doctor starts trying to force something on you, red flag, you know, use your intuition you know, if you would like, go over to lisampepi.com, schedule a coaching session with me. We can talk all about it. I also do well-being readings and I teach you to use your intuition and you can just get better at picking up on these little red flags. Okay. So stay healthy, my friends, <laughs> and stay out of the sick care system as much as possible. 
please go over to my blog and my videos over at lisampeppy.com or a wellbeingawakening.com and uh, you can click on the video blog. You can also click on um, the health freedom tab up at the top and uh, just, you know, like I said, take what resonates with you and leave the rest. And I hope to be meeting or talking to you soon. And uh, ladies, I also have a uh, group that meets every week. Uh, it's a monthly membership over on my group coaching tab. So head on over there. And in the meantime, keep your health freedom intact. We all need it. And you're going to need it someday too, no matter what your opinion is about one medication or one protocol. Guess what? There might be another one coming down the line that might harm you or, you know, you might not be able to partake in and you're going to want your health freedom to make that choice for yourself and your family. Very important. On that note, hope to see you soon and bye-bye for now. <laughs>